Children are unable to comprehend and fully appreciate the risks and life implications. A bill prevents minors from receiving gender transition procedures from a medical professional. This bill takes away the rights of Iowa families, their freedoms, and their choices. From IPR News, this is the Legislative Podcast Under the Golden Dome. These children are struggling with gender dysphoria. They are vulnerable and they are confused. The bill passes in both the Senate and the House. It prevents a minor from receiving gender-affirming drugs, hormones, or surgeries, even with parental consent. Informed consent for these children, even with parental consent, is in great doubt. It is mind-boggling to me that the defense of this legislation is under the guise of protecting children. All Democrats oppose this bill, as well as six House Republicans. So what we're doing here today is needlessly ginning up a lot of controversy. These experimental procedures push vulnerable children down a one-way street that leads to permanent sterility and a lifetime of medical intervention. I'm John Pimble. This is Under the Golden Dome for the week ending March 10th, 2023. Last week, subcommittee meetings invited members of the public to voice their support or opposition to bills banning gender-affirming medical procedures for minors. Those bills advance from committees, and this week, those bills are in the House and Senate chamber for debate. Senate File 538 prohibits health care professionals from knowingly performing gender transition procedures on minors. Republican Senator Jeff Edler is the bill's floor manager and says this isn't aimed at transgender people. Rather, it is a matter of public health. Iowa has a duty to uphold the public health, safety, and well-being of its citizens. Public health regulation is not new to the state or country. We prohibited minors from using or participating in other harmful substances, activities, regardless of parental consent, due to their long-term impacts on a minor's development and behavior. If this bill is signed into law, it would require any minor who is presently taking any drugs to transition to stop 180 days after this bill becomes a law. Individuals who are currently on hormonal therapies, this would allow an essential off-ramp uh, to let their bodies back off of the, the toxic drugs that they're on and allow them a much smoother path of regression uh, away from those hormones. Democratic Senator Janice Weiner says this bill would violate Iowa's Constitution. Which specifically states that all men and women are free and equal. Yes, trans individuals are free and equal as well. There is no fine print in the Constitution that says everyone except trans persons. All people means all people. Senator Weiner says transgender people are the target of this bill. This bill scapegoats one particular super minority, transgender individuals. The trans and non-binary population in the U.S. is approximately 0.5%. Democratic Senator Pam Yoakum says 800 Iowa kids between the ages of 13 and 17 self-identify as transgender. Where to get the number? UCLA School of Law Williams Institute. That is 
0.00025% of Iowa kids between the ages of 16 and 17. Senator Yoakum refers to other legislation from this session where the majority party says a parent's choice should be what guides a child's access to school or what kind of materials and discussions cannot happen in schools. There's been a lot of talk in recent months about parental choice. Is parental choice only a choice when it, it, when it, it fits into a specific ideology? Is that what this is about? It's only good enough when you look like me, when you think like me. But if you don't, then it's okay to discriminate. Democratic Senator Liz Bennett says teenagers identifying as trans that don't have an affirming adult in their life are at high risk for suicidal behaviors. Senator Bennett says if this bill becomes a law, it could be devastating toward a population already suffering from depression. These children are precious. They deserve to live. They deserve a voice in their care. And no one is more concerned about that than themselves, their parents, their doctors, and their faith leaders, all of whom come together to form teams to support these kids so that we can get them to 18 in the first place. So I'm very sad about this bill tonight. A vote for this bill is a vote for trans youth suicide. And I urge anybody who has a conscience to vote no. If a doctor prescribes or performs any action assisting a minor in gender transformation, they would be guilty of unprofessional conduct and subject to their license being removed. The bill also states a doctor can be sued by anybody within two years of offering these services. Democratic Senator Janet Peterson says this kind of medical practice should be free from political interference. Gender-affirming care is a process that involves years of counseling parents lead on the decision-making for their child. I imagine for some Iowa parents, they're finding themselves on an unexpected journey with their child, and I'm so grateful for all the stories you shared in the letters I've received. Um, I'm most importantly grateful hearing about the joy and happiness of many of them that they see in their children when they can be who they're meant to be with access to gender-affirming care as they grow up. Using puberty blockers can make your bones weaker. They can cause other brain development issues. Bill floor manager Senator Jeff Edler maintains this is a public health concern. These experimental procedures push vulnerable children down a one-way street that leads to permanent sterility and a lifetime of medical intervention. The state has the right and should utilize its authority to regulate these practices based solely on these reasons. The Senate passes this bill on party lines. The next day it comes before the House. You're listening to the Legislative Podcast, Under the Golden Dome. I'm John Pimble. Before we get into the debate here that is so passionate for so many of us, I want to start off by stating that I believe we are all here because we want to do what is best for our children. In the House of Representatives, the same bill that passed in the Senate about minors receiving medical services for gender transition 
is floor managed by Republican Representative Stephen Holt. We also know that these kids are struggling. They are vulnerable, as are their parents, who would do anything to try and help their child. Under current practice, these children are being allowed or even encouraged to make permanent decisions with life-altering consequences, such as sterilization and the permanent removal of body parts before they have been given the opportunity to grow up and learn more about themselves. Unlike in the Senate, not all Republicans in the House support this bill. I struggle with this because my own religious and personal and political views kind of at odds with what I probably will vote for. Republican Representative Brian Losey says he is voting against this bill because it doesn't allow parents to give a medical provider consent for their child. They should be free to make that decision for their kid. I may disagree with that decision. I've never been faced with that decision, but I don't know how I would react, but it's not my job as a legislature, legislator, certainly not my job as a human to judge them in the rightness or wrongness of that decision. Representative Losey says a similar bill in Arkansas is presently under review by a court, and it's likely the same thing will happen in Iowa if this bill is signed into law. All we're doing is inviting more cost in the state, because as soon as the ink is dry on this, it will be injuncted. Is that the right word? I'm not sure that's the proper legal term. There will be an injunction. It won't go into effect until a court rules. So all we're doing here today is needlessly ginning up a lot of controversy, a lot of discussion, when all we have to do really is wait and see what happens with the Arkansas case. Republican Representative Chad Ingalls also opposes this bill. I think if maybe if this bill was very narrowly focused on just surgery, I might have a little different opinion, because that's, that's a big deal. But this is very broad, gender-affirming care. That can look like a lot of things that we're prohibiting. That's disappointing to me. Representative Ingalls says this proposal seeds division and parental rights should be part of the decision process. I was raised <clears throat> not to judge other people. And we do a lot of judging of people in this building. I think choosing to focus on one extremely small population of people with this legislation we're talking about right now is, is sad for me. I think it's sad for a lot of Iowans. <clears throat> it's nothing anybody back home talked to me about. Zero conversation about this in the last three years that I've been in political life in Iowa. There is a crisis of identity in our nation, in our state. Republican Representative Jeff Shipley supports this bill and says there needs to be an honest discussion about forming what he calls truthful identities. I think one of the important legal questions at stake is a young person's ability to provide informed consent for 
a therapy of this nature. And I think that question is severely compounded, especially when you combine the element of acute mental stress on the situation. Opponents often cite concerns about LGBTQ youth being at risk for suicide. The Trevor Project surveyed many states, and in Iowa, its 2022 report indicates 44% of LGBTQ youth seriously considered suicide. How far would you travel if it meant saving your kid's life? This version of the bill allows an Iowa doctor to recommend an out-of-state medical practitioner for transition care. Democratic Representative Sammy Sheets says if this becomes a law, some families may reconsider living in Iowa. The amount of energy expended by this body on these bills compared to the number of Iowans who will be harmed by the impact of this legislation is alarming. This isn't about some widespread growing phenomenon. It's about punching down on other human beings. It's mean-spirited. It's controlling. While this legislation will, sh will surely cost lives, it costs absolu absolutely nothing to just leave people alone. Somewhere between 80 to 95 percent of young people who are questioning their gender identity will return to the identity of their biology once they hit puberty. Floor manager for the bill, Representative Stephen Holt, says puberty blockers don't allow a teenager to align with their biology. Representative Holt also cites a study from Sweden that looks at people who have transitioned over decades and says some have committed suicide even after their procedure. Holt says there needs to be more long-term studies in Iowa. We've heard a lot of emotion on the floor of the chamber today because it is an important issue that creates great emotion and passion. However, as a deliberative body, we must make decisions based on logic and fact. This is not always easy since on nearly every controversial issue, there is data on both sides, such is the case on this issue. However, even those in the medical profession who support these procedures acknowledge there are very few longitudinal studies to establish efficacy meaning very few studies that have examined the same individuals to detect any changes that might occur over a period of time. For the purposes of this debate, that means studies that follow those who have had these procedures many years into adulthood. There are very few of these studies. The doctors in Iowa that perform these procedures and therapies said they are not following the patients long term. The few studies that do have longitudinal depth absolutely support the need for legislation to protect our young people. This bill passes with all Democrats opposing and six Republicans join them in voting no. It is now eligible to be signed into law by Governor Kim Reynolds. This is the weekly legislative podcast, Under the Golden Dome, where you get an up-close perspective of the processes at the Statehouse. A week at the Capitol can be a lot to take in, which is why this podcast offers at most a handful of issues every week. But you can read about the flurry of activity at the Capitol from other Iowa Public Radio reporters. Stories by Katerina Sestarik, Grant Gerlach, and Natalie Krebs are available now from our website, iowapublicradio.org. Script editor for this episode is IPR News Director Michael Leland. This is one of many active podcasts from IPR News. Seek out our others like our daily early morning podcast, Here First. We also have our talk shows, River to River and Talk of Iowa, available as a podcast. You can find them with your favorite podcast program or look them up at IPR.org. 
I'm John Pimple. Under the Golden Dome is a production of Iowa Public Radio.